You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G and John Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. Welcome back to my... Oh, wait, 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 mister. I'm taking over today's podcast. This is Mrs. Vince G. Turn the volume down a little bit. You're going to have to turn the volume down. I'm going to show these fellows how it's done today. Welcome to my Vinyl Addiction Podcast. We are here today to discuss three amazing albums. Oh, you wanted to take over, but do you even know the name of the album? (laughs) Yes, I do. I have notes because I'm a woman and I multitask. And I make you know sure she I does her research. I'm ready. I am ready. I don't have to get ready. So we're here today with the founder of My Vinyl Addiction, Vince G, and his best buddy, John the Seagram. So What's welcome so? to today's show to get out your notes. We want to hear feedback. We want to hear comments. Where I gave these guys an album they both hated, and quite honestly, <laughs> I hated after I listened to it, too. You don't know how we felt about it. We haven't talked about it yet. We haven't talked about it, but... It used to be my favorite album, and when I listened to it, I hate it. So, let's get into it. Whose album is first? I think we're well, going to talk about your album. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's announce, what, uh, John and Stephen, what album did you give us to listen to? Uh, you know what? Could I say mine last? Because I think it's so funny compared to your eyes. <laughs> okay. You cool. guys say I'm going to say, I, you know, I wanted to give something that was a little different, something that is, I'm always bringing something that's really hard and aggressive, but today I wanted to be a little more soft, and uh, so I brought No Doubt um, Return of Saturn, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. Miss Graham, what did you Mrs. Give us? Graham. <laughs> Mrs. Graham. Um, Pink, You Can't Take Me Home. Wait, say what? Pink. Who? Pink. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, Pink, You Can't. Can't take me home. Can't take me home. Can't take me home. And okay, you I, wanted to take me home. <laughs> and I gave you two Rammstein Sendshoot. Sendshoot. <laughs> All right. This was like right. so good because like we talked about before how you know we kind of just give each other the albums and we don't we don't try to plan it. <laughs> and when I saw their choices, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was be an interesting episode, so I can't wait to dive into this one. All right, I think we're going to start this week with, um, I just want to go right into the Rammstein. I, I can't get the German accent down, but <laughs> you're half German. So I am. I'm part German. Can you do that? I tried to reach out to my kinfolk to be like, okay, can you guys give me some insight on this? They and they were tight-lipped happened. as per most Germans are. <laughs> so Rammstein, the battering ram. Um, I Man, uh, Lori, I hope you didn't do as much research like you did before. I hope you didn't watch any music videos, first of all. <laughs> I hope you didn't watch any mm-hmm. live music videos or try to look up any of the lyrics. But, yes, Rammstein sent, sent you uh, back in 1997. Uh, man, I heard this album, of course, Du Hast, when it came out. had the music video. Loved it. So heavy. Just like, has that perfect slow. It's just so heavy, man. I loved it. Then... We uh, went to go see them live, the Family Values Tour, which is pretty insane. I remember I bought their CD, then kind of just like, you know, at first I was like, well, this is weird, you know, German album. And then little by little, I was really loving the whole album and then realized how, you know, different it could be and stuff. And then so I think I really wanted to bring this album up to the podcast just in case people only know Du Host. I really want them to be able to uh, know like how 
actually, this band's pretty talented. And they actually have some really good songs to me. But uh, that's the reason why I brought this to the table. All right. Um, and when you said Family Values, was that, which year was that? 98. The year with, uh, who the else first, was there? The first Corn. Ice Cube, Limp Bizkit. Oh, I was there. I, yeah. I knew I'd seen this band live. Okay. Orgy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, were, you took you me. You went together, actually. <laughs> yeah, you took me there. Okay. I was not there. No, I didn't know you then. Um, let's, okay. I remember listening to Do Hosts, seeing the video over and over and seeing all the pyrotechnics and this and that. Um, I never was able to get into the band because I, just with me, like, I'll, I'll tell everybody, I listen to all kinds of music, except I don't like country. I don't like country music. But I listen to everything. I don't listen to any, um, like, banda or anything like that because I don't understand uh, Spanish. So if I don't understand, because lyrics are a big part for me, I will say this band, as a as a band, they're very good. Like, musically, they're amazing. How they can, on Duhas, how they can put that little twinkly almost weird uh, keyboard in yeah. with the heavy guitars. That's amazing to be able to do. But I mean, to just hear somebody, ch in my opinion, chant over and over in German, got my nuts kind of like squeeze up <laughs> into my body a little bit. And I'm feeling like, what am I, what is going on yeah. here? So, um, and I've tried to listen, I listen, I, honestly, I listened to it two times. Like that's <laughs> all I could do. That's all I could do. So I wasn't really feeling this band that much. Um, I'm going to keep trying. I'll try to listen to more. Um, but let's let my better half say what she felt about this record. Well, um, I'm definitely different when it comes to music than both of you. And I really do pay attention to lyrics, which in this case, it's a different language. So I couldn't, but I did look up some of the lyrics so that I could understand. Yeah. Now, mind you... Um, I have a very, um, I wouldn't say stressful job, but I have a lot of things I'm responsible for. So I played it during work and I really just felt like this intense need to just push everything off my desk <laughs> and just start running in a circle in my office. So high energy definitely should work out to this. I could see our son working out to this. I could see just walking into a grocery store and having it in your ear pods and just punching people randomly. <laughs> punching the bread. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing energy. So I'm looking at the song, the track list that Vince pulled up. And one of the songs on there that I, now I obviously don't have this on my music playlist. So I had to look it up. So one of the songs doesn't show up on this playlist. So maybe it gave me a wrong song. But I did want to know what Sen Shoot, is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. Sen Shoot. It um, means longing. It means wistful longing. I looked up the definition. Um, and so I was like, okay, like there's some type of anger and some type of longing for a change or something. And then that first song, which is the title track, right? That yeah. one I thought was a great workout song um, to just like bust it out in the gym, get rid of all your anger, frustration. Then there was another song called Stripped, and I don't see it on here unless it's not named Stripped in their language. But I listened to that song. She, she's on the wrong record now. <laughs> I told them to play. I told the machine to play this album, okay? But we're going to talk about it because one thing I do love is I love Cookie Monster. And Cookie Monster sang <laughs> on this track. It was amazing. It sounded like Cookie Monster. Are you serious? I'm serious. Look, does this not say Cookie Monster on yeah, it? Yeah. It says Cookie Monster on my notes. I thought he sounded like Cookie Monster, so... Last time I was on the show, I had like a warm brownie with ice cream on top. This time I have a cookie monster. 
And then the last uh, one that I made note on, all of it was super powerful. I could see where people love it and why they love it and all that good stuff was Angle. Is that on this one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that one, I completely was like, stop, stop the press. This is Negan's whistle on Walking Dead. Oh, and okay. so I was like, I don't know if it is. I tried to look it up, but they didn't say what where that was. But if you listen to that track and you close your eyes and you think about Megan and his little bat, then it's like takes you right there. Do you watch The Walking Dead at all? I stopped when Negan showed up. Okay. What? <laughs> it just got like, Stop. oh, here we go again. Let uh, me guess. He's, he's going to try to take this? over. He's going to kill a couple of them. Then they're going to kill him. And then they're going to move on to another camp. Lucille. Lucille. Okay, so you at least have to watch a couple episodes of Walking Dead with Negan with with Lucille. And listen to this song. You will be this song. Negan epitomizes this album. Great. Now, will I I listen listen to it on a regular basis? No. Maybe. I've been been known to surprise you sometimes, right? Yeah. Every now and then. Every now and then. I might be angry, frustrated at work. Um, Definitely can't listen to it while I drive because I'm emotional. (laughs) Crashing or something. Yeah. So those are my thoughts on it. So Vince, if you get home. I want to add one more thing. A couple of, because I'm looking at the 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 actual names in English of these songs. Book Ditch. Bend Over. Book Ditch. Bend Over. Oh, yeah. And then there's Kusmich Kiss Me Fur Frog. (laughs) <laughs> what? That has to be a woman's genital. I think so. For frog. I'm thinking. So it's a new one. So, with, so yeah, with this album too, like I thought, you know, of course, it took me a while to get over the I don't understand what they're saying thing. It made me laugh because I'd watch, you know, when you know, American bands would be playing like in China, and they're like singing along, and like how the hell they don't know what they're singing to. And I realized, oh, that's fucking me now with this German band. <laughs> you know, I'm like, can you actually sing along with this? Uh, you know, the funny thing is, um, well, I kind of brought this up too, is because a few weeks ago, me and Yvonne, we were like in a drive-through somewhere, probably Starbucks. We're in a drive-through, but anyways, we're like in drive-through, and then that song, uh, "Angle," actually came on, and then I was like, "Oh yeah," and I put it up all loud, and then I was telling her like, "Yeah, a lot of people make fun of me because like you know, like I'd be singing along to this." She's like, "What?" And I was like singing along with it, and I was like singing like all the parts, and she's like, "Oh my god, you really do know all the parts of this song." I was like, dude, I love this album, man. It's so good. She's like, I don't know anybody. Can you bust me out a few of the, can you sing the song for us? I, I can't right now. I have to kind of like have it playing with me because I can't say it right. I know I'll just butcher it. Like I'm just, I can get the like gist of it, you know? <laughs> but like, uh, like the song like Clavier, Clavier. Um, I love that song. It's really slow. It's like the guitar is like, yeah. doom, 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 doom. it's like a really slow song, you know? Um, and I thought it was like so cool. And then like, I thought it was just crazy. Like this guy is so like, you know, do, do host. And he has like this, like this really soft, <laughs> really, <laughs> really nice voice. And I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. And like, I remember being younger when we first bought that album and you know, everyone's like kind of making fun of it. I'm like, yeah, ha ha ha. Then I'm like, fuck, actually it's kind of cool. <laughs> I like it. But, uh, hey, I, thought, I thought the singer died. He didn't die. No. I think he's like oh. getting arrested. He got arrested recently. <laughs> he's actively getting arrested right now. Yeah, like I, I think just, like a week or two oh, ago, he got arrested. And I was like, and he's angry. I was like, that's You're not gonna look good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, you know, and it's not. 
Not that they're a German band because I, I love um, Scorpions and except two German bands that I like a lot. This band, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just the, the translation and I don't know what they're saying. I, I think you have a hard time getting past their live show. <laughs> yeah. You're just running around in a little loincloth, leather loincloth, blowing things up with fire. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look past that and just uh, enjoy the album. But yeah, I love this album, man. Um, I always want to get a little bit more into them, like their later albums. Like this released one about a year ago or two ago, and it's uh, not too bad. Radio, radio. That's a new song. You know what? We're gonna move on to something else, (laughs) and we're gonna leave Lori's. Um, Can't Take Me Home by Pink for last. So we're going to go right over now to No Doubt. And the album is called... Return Girl, please. to Saturn. Oh. Return of Saturn. It, it was uh, created and released in the 90s, which is <laughs> where most of the music that I like. 2000, actually. actually. Oh, 2000. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. But <laughs> that era is when, when the music was good for me. I mean... Uh, I'm just old, and now I, I can't give anything new a, a, a chance. So um, I really liked No Doubt when they first came out with Tragic Kingdom, and I just thought that they were very poppy, of course, um, so it wasn't something that I would normally listen to. But something about her voice and the style of uh, a little bit of the reggae feel that they had, a little bit of dub feel, along with the, the rock elements, all mixed together to create something different. I love when bands do that, where it's like, we're not one specific genre. We can do a little bit of everything and just mix it up and make something new. To me, that's the ultimate um, creativity. You know what I mean? Like anybody can come out and say, we're going to focus like ACDC. We're going to focus on playing these these, uh, open power chords and we're going to do them well. They do it well. (laughs) But you're not going to hear any variation in what they play ever. It's going to be ACDC from the first chord to the last, right? Right. Now, with this band, you're going to hear some, on this album alone, you're going to hear some, um, you know, some slower songs. You're going to hear some up-tempo. You're going to hear a little bit of everything. So this album is one that I'll put on the the vinyl for this and let it play through like two times in a row. I just, I love this album. Um, I'm going to go to you, John Seagram. What do you think of this album? I know you um, (laughs) have some things to say here. So, uh, First thing in my bed, no doubt. I was like, Tragic Kingdom, please, Tragic Kingdom, Tragic Kingdom. And I saw <laughs> Return of Saturn, I'm like, fuck. And I was like, I, I mean, the only reason why is because I know Tragic Kingdom really well. I loved it when it came out. You know what I mean? I was, you know, I bought the CD right away and I was a big fan of it. And I got into like their their album before that with a self titled with Trapped in a Box and all that stuff. And yeah, and I really got into it. You know, like I, I got sucked into that scene as well. You know what I mean? Like just like everyone else. But Hey man, Tragic Kingdom was a good album. Um, this album, I you know, I really never listened to on my own, and so I was kind of like iffy about it. I was like, dude, this is really turned all pop, and then um, <laughs> I think it was a little off. I think I thought it was like the other album was like, dun, 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 oh no, I was like, that's where they lost me. Yeah, I was like, man, I don't want to listen to this. But then I like listened to it, and I was actually it's pretty good. Like, there's a lot of songs on there that I recognize and knew. Um, my little cousin Celeste, I mean, she loved this album. I remember hearing it all the time with her. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of songs in there. I knew that there, there was a lot of hits on there. Um, one of the songs where I was, uh, I, I heard, I heard and I was like, dude, I forgot about this song. It's really good. It was, um, new. And I was like, mm, 
Yeah. Like, wow, that's actually a really good song, and I f- totally forgot about it. So it was cool to go back and hear that. That song, I went back, uh, I would hear it. When I was listening to the album, I'd hear it, then play it again, then go to the album. But um, other than that, I mean, it's good. I, I wouldn't say anything bad about it. Um, it is a little bit different from Tragic Kingdom. You can tell they're heading to the popular side. I think um, I read that this is when their, her brother left the band or whatever, wasn't really writing with them anymore or something. Mm-hmm. So, but um, you can tell they're heading to where they're, you can tell where they were going at that time. Right, right. And Lori, what do you think? Well, <laughs> I think when I think of Gwen Stefani, I think of women's empowerment. And I thought she was just begging for some love on this album. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I like. She was married I definitely, too. Well, well, she wasn't then. Was she married to that no, other she, guy? No, she wasn't married then. So I thought that um, all the songs were great. We listened to it a couple times on drives and stuff like that, and I listened to it while I worked. And but none of it empowered me. I almost was like, "Come on, girl!" Like this whole album to me sounded like a sappy little girl. <laughs> um. And so, like, begging for someone to marry her, ex-girlfriend, <laughs> um, the makeup song, Magic's in the ma- Makeup. Like, it's all just, like... She even said she'd drink his bathwater. Oh, oh, that bathwater so, song? I mean, everything's I remember... like, poor me. I'm Gwen Stefani. I, But I love Gwen Stefani. She's like the <laughs> I-could-do-anything woman. So when I li- re-listen to this and... I'm sure we're going to have plenty of things, negative things to say about the album I chose. But I will say, like, I have so much respect for her. I think she's great. If I was going through this in any capacity, then I'd be like, this is the best breakup album ever. (laughs) This is the best, you know, I just got, you know, left album. But where I'm at in my life right now, I need Gwen Gwen Stefani to pick it up a little bit. Well, I'm glad you're the one saying this, <laughs> but like, I, I can totally see what you're saying just because like, well, 2000, I was a freshman at that time, freshman, sophomore. And then uh, there was, it was big, you know what I mean? I can totally, I remember like all the who were type of girls love bathwater. You know what I mean? Why are the good girls? Like all the bad boys, like whatever. <laughs> but it's like, uh, you know, it was like, to me, that's kind of like the hoary song that well, the girls would kind of make it be that way. And then, um, so yeah, I, I could see what you're saying. I'm glad you're saying it. I didn't get into much about the lyrics and stuff, but, uh, I think, like I said, um, new was good, <laughs> but I, I didn't like, I liked it, but I can see what you mean. Definitely. Come on. You guys. There's such it's a good album. bangers on this, on this record, man. Like I want to call um, it bangers. Six feet under, <laughs> six feet under, like listen to that song again, where she's basically talking about like. Um, you know, that birthday that comes around every year. Yeah, it's it's emo, but that birthday that comes around and pretty soon I'm going to be six feet under. Um, oh, man. Like, the only song I don't like, late. the only song I don't like on this song, which really bothers me, is A Simple Kind of Life. I feel like the mm. words are so forced. Like, she didn't even try to write anything. Like, and I was obsessed. It's like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Like if you listen to like some of them don't even make sense. You're just like you're just trying to put lines in anywhere. Other than that, the, uh, that's the only song I really don't like on this album. Did you get to the hidden track, the piano version of "Too Late" at the very last? Yes, end? I did. That is beautiful. 
Yeah. I, I thought that that came on. I was like, wow. I was, I was surprised. Really yeah. The, the album is very much her, her trying to find a man, it seems like. And you guys are right. Like, but there's just something about it. Like, you know, there's a certain records that nobody likes, but you kind of like <laughs> just dig it. Like, you're like, I feel this record. This is one of those for me. I mean, you, I liked it. I watched it. Generally, you like that that genre of music. Like, I, I like the moody. Genesis. Yeah, you I like, like moody, moody music. Yeah. I love moody music. Whether it's a happy mood or, well, mostly I like the sad moods, to be honest with you. Yes. And I don't <laughs> even think you realized it until we got married. And I'm so, like, stuck on here. <laughs> I'm like, are you depressed? Are you sad? Why are you listening to this this album? And then you're like, no, it, it, get, it makes me feel peaceful. And I'm like, it makes me want to just. Jump off a bridge. Vince is like, well, at least someone has it worse than me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true that. All right, so I didn't get the response I was hoping for with uh, No Doubt, Return of Saturn. I liked it. It's just, I don't like Simple Kind of Life. And um, yeah. and as a woman, I want to see her in this rise up. Well, you want to say, oh, it's my shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I hate that song. Anyways, we're going to move on to Lori's tremendous pick of <laughs> Our Girl Pink and Can't Take Me Home. Speaking no, of I want to start with yeah, yes, Can't Take Me Home. I think if this was the CD talking, Can't Take Me Home, I would reply, I don't want to take you home. Leave you at the <laughs> store. I'm just going to say, Lori, tell us why you picked this album. Well, one of the topics that we al- always comes up on your guys' podcast is how Music really gets you through and such an emotional connection to our lives. Whether you're listening to Ramstein and you want to punch somebody, you just broke up with the love of your life, you're listening to um, No Doubt. Or for me, the reason why I chose this, because I was like, okay, last time I was on, I really jacked them up with LSG. It was our anniversary weekend. And I was going the romantic, and I was like, what am I? I was really for real going to choose Barry, uh, Barry Manilow. Mm. And because yeah, I do be like very little, I think, you know, but I was like, okay, okay. And I think I might've heard one of the songs from this album. And I thought, oh my gosh, this was such a hard time in my life. I was in the middle of a domestic violence relationship for three years. Trapped not a, with me. Not with my husband. <laughs> trapped. And um, he had just gotten arrested, whatever bazillionth time for beating me and was in jail. And I had the opportunity to move from my apartment to a different apartment. And so I was by myself living in an apartment. I had to walk to work, which was like maybe a couple blocks. I had to walk to get groceries. Um, I had to push a cart from the grocery store to my apartment because I didn't have a car because my car got repoed. It was a really, really low part in my life. And I just remember every day getting ready for work and freaking playing this tape and just feeling every single song was the emotion I was going through. Which, I listen to this now, happily married, going on 16 years, to the man of my dreams, everything that that person wasn't. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, this music <laughs> sucks. But at that moment... It got you through it. It got you through it. This was everything to me. This was my empowerment. This is my... I don't have to take what somebody else was giving to me. So Vince and I were driving somewhere to get some records. We put put this on and we were dying laughing because we're like, we cannot even envision you listening to this, (laughs) driving around for work. 
and I was like, man, every yeah, song. Yeah, we were like, I was like, I want to, I want to see John Michael this year. Every song yes. sounds the same. I think it's the same track, just either sped up, slowed down, or reverse. And so I was like, we kept thinking, what was the one song? We kept thinking, oh, this is that song we like, and then they all sound the same. But I did find out that at that time, Pink was just starting her her career. It's the first album, and yeah. she had zero say in it. She said it was more about what the producers wanted. So she had no liberties, no nothing. She just had to sing the lyrics that they gave her. Okay, well, I'm going to go next. And then you can uh, follow me up, John Segan. But I'm looking at the track list right now. And I'm looking at the mm-hmm. writers. And she has a writing credit on exactly one song. Yeah. Like. She wrote nothing on this album. And you can tell by hearing what Pink is now. And even from her second record on, mm-hmm. what she became. They were trying to make her an R&B singer on this album, and she's clearly not that. She's different. She's a pop singer, a big-time pop singer. She could... She's um, edgy. Edgy, edgy a little bit pop singer. But this album, I remember, because I knew a couple of songs because being a DJ, you know, (laughs) for most of my life, I played some of these songs, like the singles, like You Make Me Sick, and I think the other one was uh, There You Go. Those two... Which singles. are basically the same song with different lyrics. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you listen to it. So, but listening to this, I'm like, I, I really thought when she picked it, I was like, oh, Pink, her first album. It's it's like an R&B album. I'm going to like it. When we drove to go pick up those records and we we're listening to it, I was like, man, this is really bad. <laughs> I mean, it's just nothing on there that sticks, in my opinion. And I think that's really all I have to say. Yeah, and just because we pick an album doesn't mean that we have to love it. We can hate it, too. Like, Yeah, the person who picked it doesn't even like it. <laughs> well, I think well, there I'm... was some songs I remember, and I remember feeling, even when we were driving and we were playing the music and I was singing some of the lyrics, I, in that moment, I felt the empowerment that I felt as that battered girlfriend getting ready for work and, and feeling the freedom of he's locked up. I don't have to worry about him doing anything, coming home, coming to my house. He doesn't know where I live. And so her I Hate Men album really got me through that. And I felt a little bit of it. But then at the same time, I told Vince, I said, I can barely remember that girl, right? And that's big kudos to him for coming into my life and and showing me what a real man is about. But I do have to admit, as sad as it is, this is not one of her best albums. I don't know which one would be, but this is not it. So well, let us have it, John. Well, um, I, I think it's cool the fact that, you know, like this was an album that was so huge to you. And it just shows so much, like you just said, like how much your life has changed that when you listen to it now, you're like, wow, this is a garbage album. But at that time, it really got me through it. You know, it was really helpful. So, I mean, that's just showing you music. You know, it was there when you needed it. And then, you know, you don't need any more. So, <laughs> but um, as far as me, uh, um, it wasn't that bad. I mean, honestly, I never listened to a pink album. <laughs> Were you like, whoa, you well, make me sick. <laughs> I've never listened to any pink album in my life. Uh, this was the first one. Um, it was like, like you guys said, I did feel every song did sound the same. And I probably went through it. Once I tried to go through it twice and I kind of went halfway through it. And I was like, okay, I think I, I think I know, <laughs> I think I get it. And I kind of just turned it off, but, um, you know, it, it was that, that, that poppy sound. Like you talk about, like, to me, I love that song, hit him up style by blue Cantrell. Um, that's the only mm-hmm. song I know by her, but I love that song. And it has the exact same feel to this. It probably the same writers, if, if anything, 
but it has that same feel. It could be on the same, you know, play, uh, playlist or whatever. So since I like that song, I felt like I can get through it. To me, yeah, I would never probably play this album unless I knew I was at a moment where people are like, hey, let's get some party music going. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's throw this on. That's the only thing I know. You know, like something <laughs> poppy. But um, it's good to kind of have, like I said, it's good to have like in, you know, my holster if I ever need it. But I don't see needing it very often. But I didn't hate it. <laughs> I mean, I really, I didn't hate it. I, I, I thought, you know, for what it was, as our first album, you can tell, like I've heard her newer stuff, like songs popular stuff you she has a lot of power when she sings she has a lot of you know you can feel it this one you can tell she's just kind of reading it along you don't really feel it as much as you do now uh like then you know when you first heard it the first time you know it did sound powerful and it was exactly what you needed but i'm just saying now she just really you know gives it out really you know. right and she could care less what people think that's like to hear her sing that and then to see how far she came but that's what happens in the music industry. When you first start out, you don't really have a say in what you do. Yeah. Once you don't know any better either. <laughs> you, they own you, right? Until you make a certain amount of money. And then I'm sure there's stories behind how she's grown and, and her journey, how she's pretty much given the industry the finger and said, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I know she's very controversial right now. She stands up for bullying amongst kids and just all kinds of stuff that she's taking these things that she's passionate about now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the only thing that even made sense with this album and who she is, is that she did mention on the discography that she was in the middle of a breakup with her man. <laughs> so that probably was helpful for her. Yeah. But You know what? Lots of artists have what I call their stepping stones to their career. This album was basically a stepping stone. She got in there she got her foot in the door yeah. and did it. Like I love the death tones, but I feel like, um, Adrenaline, even though I love that album, was a stepping stone to what they were going to become. You know what I mean? From there, they got better and better. Also, so, too, this album had to compete with Return of Saturn. It was the same year, 2000. And you know that Return of Saturn was just full <laughs> of hits. So. Hit after hit after hit. And there was a lot of hits, like a lot of singles off that album. So I mean, There was, yeah, there was, yeah. You're right. But, um, I mean, uh, yeah, Pink just coming out with an album like this, it kind of sounded you know, a little bit generic compared to Return of Saturn, which is coming off of Tragic Kingdom's huge success. So, yeah, that could be one thing. All right. We've talked about these Wait, albums. The question. The question. Oh, you have the question? I, I have the question. Okay, go ahead. Oh, do you want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. You're taking over taking this over, show. Yeah. All right, I'm showing these fellas how it's done. So right. if any ladies listening, put a comment because we need to support each other. Um, what is the one album that you listened to back in the day that was your jam that if you listen to it now, you're like, it's not my jam. Oh man. I feel like I, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I've heard one recently and I was like this, you know what? Um, like, why did I like this? Like, there's nothing you've ever listened to that you're like, why did I even like this? Not Clearly to for that me, it's this album. Not to that extent, but honestly, like, I used to think the first corn album was like so heavy and so badass. You know, listen to it now. It was like, good. Yeah, now I'm just like, it's all right. It's like not a great album. You know, I mean, it's good. I like it, but it's not like what I. To me, it's not how I remember envisioning in my head at that time. Like I remember just this epic, huge album. But I'm like, it's a good album, but it's not that great as I remember. Other than that, um, I don't know. I don't have to think because I'm sure there's a lot of it's albums. It's a really hard question. That's a hard question. That's a good one. I'm thinking right now, nothing's really coming to my head. Like. 
No hip hop, West Coast well, rap. No. No, because the stuff that I liked then, I still like. I still think it's <laughs> it's, it's good to me. You know, like I don't like. Okay, I got one. I got it right here. Ding ding ding. When MC Hammer came out, <laughs> when first MC Hammer came out, like um, turn this mother out and that kind of turn stuff. This mother out. I thought that that was very the same way I said with um, no doubt how it's like very inventive. Mm-hmm. He he took hip hop but added he was really just a dancer. That's all he was, and he had a lot of energy, right? And so at that time I thought this is cool because I was DJing and everybody wanted to hear it. But now I could not listen to that if you <laughs> freaking pried my my ears open yeah. and like tied me up. I would pr- probably just die. Guess what the album is for next week? No, you. You're not on the show next week, so. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think we're going to have to have her take over. <laughs> no. We don't have energy like this. <laughs> All right. Well, since I had a question, too, can I do one question? It's your show. All right. So you were saying earlier, uh, John, the secret that you don't really have a party jam, but I want you, each of us, to think of, like, one jam where it's like, if I hear the song, I would actually go out and dance, whether you could dance or not. Bang us. One song. The Bang Which one? The Banga Bus. The, oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. The Banga Bus. Remember that song? The Banga okay. Bus is coming. No, honestly, no, me. Uh, these are the breaks. Curtis Blow, and I want you to know. Uh, really? I love that song. These are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. Uh, I, I love that what song. What about you, Lori? I can take that. I can can't. You guys are talking, and I'm trying to hear the song in my head. I can't <laughs> think of it because the moment he said that, my brain started singing that song. I actually know your, I know your song. What is it? It's the Double Dutch Bus. Well, I do like that, <laughs> but if it's, it's a song that gets played no matter what, I'm going to go out on the dance floor. I'm going to like bust and move. It has to be something from like um, the Chronic album, um, something mm. with Snoop Dogg or. Da-na-na. What's that song? Which one? Da-na-na. You gave me three notes. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> oh, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none? Maybe. I just hear the beginning of it, and then you know it's that song where you're like, oh, that's my jam. And then like you... Um... It's funny you say that because for me, it would be something like that from that era, probably. That song, It Ain't No Fun, if the homies can't have none. Or something like Pistol Grip Pump by Volume 10. Pump them up at all times. Yeah, something like that. No Fred Durst for you guys? Mm, oh, no. Nookie. Yeah, man. I love that song. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Nookie. Um, so, yeah, I do love Double Dutch Bus, but I would. I am definitely the heir of Tupac, Chronic Album, Huge. You like the Lost Boys, too. Lost Boys, Music Makes Me High. That song did me jumping around, but my oh, I heart talking about on the, the uh, West Coast. I thought you were talking about the Island Boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Lost Boys. They're dope. Like I really, I really like them. But New York rapping. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, definitely anything from the '90s, early 2000s, from like Chronic, Dr. Dre, Tupac. Any of that's going to get me the gangster out. And we were just looking at, you know, who listens to this podcast, and no wonder there's not that many zero to seventeen year olds because everything we talk about is old. <laughs> I was about to say we, we need to do like a '90s episode. Twenty one. 2021 top artist. You have to choose an album from 2021. I got one. I already got one. Next episode. Oh, if we're going to do that on the episode, I already have one. (laughs) I think I already did that, didn't I? From just 2021. Um, I picked 20. Did I already give you load? That was that was 2020. All the albums have to be from that from this year. It has to be all artists that had top hits this year. Next episode. 
Next episode. Maybe. Maybe. Because I don't, Ooh, listen, and for I don't the, listen to anything new. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Oh, well, you did. And you did. Uh, your end of year, you could do the best albums that were released in 2020. Yeah. No, but you did uh, Spirit Box. That was 2021. Oh, yeah. Spirit Box. But I don't think I chose 2021 that album. That, we will do that. We're, that's going to be something that you guys can look forward to or not look forward to, but either way. Um, I want to thank you. I want to thank give you. you a round of applause for joining <laughs> us and just taking over and being so loud. Like, <laughs> I love my wife, but like sitting right next to her when she's <laughs> on like this, oh my God, my ears hurt right now. She I got the term What am I known for at my job? Loud mouth Lori. No, that's oh. what my mom called me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, no, you're the hype girl. I am the hype girl, and I just came off a three-day conference from my work, and so... She doesn't need a PA system when they go on stage, ever. That's That's right, Lori. You got anything you want to promote while you're on here? No, I just want people to listen to this (laughs) podcast. I want them to come on the show. I want to hear their opinions about records, and at my event, I talked to about 10 different people. I'm always promoting the show. These people are in our age age range, so whatever. And they all think it's such a great idea. So we want to hear from you. We want you to comment. We want you to follow My Vinyl Addiction, John the Seagram. You can follow me, L'Oreal Graham, if you're a woman and you need to be hyped up and supported in what you're doing. I'm completely here to hype you up. And this is a great show. Thank you for letting me take over. And share this with your friends and give us ideas of what you want to hear. And if you know anybody that should definitely be on the show. All guests are welcome. We definitely, you know, love having guests because they definitely always bring new music to us, which is what this podcast is all about. So if you guys ever yes. want to be on or know someone who wants to be on, just let us know. Message one of us or anything. Reach out. Definitely. And thank you guys for listening. And once again, we will be back next week with more. Later guys. <laughs>